Hey y'all, this is Bree, and I'm back again with another episode. So today's episode is going to be episode 14, and today we're going to be talking about soul ties. I didn't exactly um, anticipate on talking about um, soul ties, but because I already thought that uh, many of you um, may already know what that means, what it is, what it entails. So, uh, I completed a fast on Friday and I just prayed and I asked God, you know, what direction he wanted to take me, um, you know, in this this next series. So, um, my previous episode, if you haven't listened to it already, go back and listen to it. I, um, shared some wonderful and amazingly helpful content, um, in regards to overcoming lust and, you know, um, identifying your trigger points and, you know, really just keeping yourselves pure and holy unto the Lord. So today, um, God placed on my heart to talk about soul ties. So as always, I'm going to try to make this episode as short and simple and straight to the point. So let's go ahead and get started. So, um, for those of you who don't know already, um, my definition of a soul tie is a spiritual connection, um, between two people. And soul ties, there are two different types of soul ties. One, you know, as many of you are probably already, you know, aware of a sexual and intimate type of soul tie, but there's also, um, an emotional, um, soul tie that a lot of people, you know, kind of shy away from, um, or, or I'll say maybe unaware of. So, um, and, and I, I have a, um, story that I would like to share with you on, um, my emotional soul tie, because I was one of those people out there lost. I thought soul ties was only something that was sexual. So, um, you know, um, as many of you may already know, you know, I've been on this celibacy journey for so many years, um, so I thought I was good in that area, but then, you know, these emotional soul ties and stuff I wasn't aware of. And one in particular, uh, it caught me off guard with this guy. So, um, before we go even um, further, let's go ahead and, and, and discuss and let me share with you that story on, you know, that soul tie that I, that emotional soul tie that I, like I said, just came over me out of nowhere and I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know how it could even come about. But anyway, enough of my rambling. Let's go ahead and get started. So yeah. Um there was this guy, um, like I said, back home in Mississippi. I was working at this testing center. Uh and um folks would come in to take, you know, career, you know, um type exams. And, you know, me and my manager, like I don't know. Like we just made the job fun. You know, a lot of people come in there and their their nerves are like wrecked and they're super nervous and you know um about the test. So we like to find ways to calm them down, whether it's prayer, whether it's making them laugh, or you know, just simply giving them words of encouragement. So that's something that um she and I both did each each time we see somebody that would come into the center that's all tensed up and you know, um nervous and you know, or whatever about the exam. And so I met this guy, you know, he was one of those um you know, guys that, you know, came in, you know, was nervous about the exam. And so my first encounter with him, you know, I, you know, sensed that he was kind of nervous. So I was like, you know, hi, what exam are you taking? You don't have to be nervous. You got this. I'm rooting for you. Just keep studying. Just keep praying. You know, so I always, you know, help tries, um, try to, um, like, 
ease, you know, his mind and, you know, make him feel more confident going in there, you know. Um, so um, that's kind of my thing. And every time, you know, he would come in just like anybody else, you know, that 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 was the thing that we would do, you know, to help those people. And so, um, you know, time went on, you know, he remember, he started to remember my face. He started to remember my name. And, you know, even when I'm, I wasn't there, you know, he will always ask my manager about me, but I didn't think nothing of it because I did everybody like that, whether you male, you female, whatever. So I didn't, you know, really think nothing of it. I was just like, Oh, okay. This is just me, my personality. I just want to help. So, and you know, that was my mindset, but you know, I guess, you know, he was taking it, you know, a different way. And I didn't know um, at the time. So um, I started sensing just a little bit after um, I showed up to work with my purity ring on. I used to wear um, those back then. I think I was, there was around like 2016, 2017. It was one of them, but I bought myself this little purity ring at life, at Lifeway Christian bookstore. It was only $2. It was something like super simple just to kind of remind me to stay focused and to kind of, you know, remind other people like, look, I'm living for God. So if you ain't living for him, if you're not trying to do things God's way. They don't even look at me, you know? So that, that was the reason why, you know, I, purchase the thing that's why you know um I would wear it um when I thought about it but you know I'm not a ring wearing type of girl you know I'm kind of slightly girly and slightly tomboys so you know I hate really wearing rings it just don't feel right on my hand I don't know what I'm gonna do when I get married but anyways um but yeah I um showed up to work one day wearing a ring and he noticed it and he was like, Oh, so you wear your purity ring today, huh? And I was like, Yeah, you know, this kinda you know, where I'm at with my life, you know, and I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed, you know, or whatever, like it is what it is. So he was like, No, no, no offense, you know, I like that, you know, I'm not trying to come on to you because I'm a married man, you know, and blah 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 blah. So I was like, oh, okay, well, he's not trying to come on uh, onto me. You know, he just stated that he was married. So, okay, everything is great. Maybe I'm just overthinking. So, um... As time went on, like I said, he continued to come in, you know, and, and take um, parts of this exam, you know, and then we would just, you know, give him that same energy, you know, every time, you know, me and my supervisor or whatever. And I remember um, before I actually landed a job in my um, field of study, um, you know, my last week at um, the testing center, you know, he he came in, but I didn't exactly want to tell him that I was leaving because I wanted him to focus on the test, not on me. You know what I'm saying? When he came into the to testing center, it's all about the test, not me. So I didn't want to share with him that I was leaving because I didn't want to make it personal. But of course, my manager told him, you know, so um, my last day was a Friday or whatever and um you know my my boss she she came out you know she was cleaning off the stations or whatnot and um and she said something to the effect of me leaving you know in front of him and I was like dang it like be quiet like why are you talking you know anyway but yeah he heard her and so he was like wait what he was like so Brie you leaving and it's your last day and I'm like uh yeah <laughs> you know um, but, um, he was like, oh, you know, so you didn't tell me. And I'm like, oh, I don't supposed to tell you. I don't have to tell you. But, um, 
you know, he was like, you know, well, you know, best wishes to you, you know, landing a job in your field. I know you will get there. You'll do, you know, great and wonderful things. You know, he was just trying to give me some encouragement at that time, you know, and uh, he was like, I'm kind of, you know, sad because who's going to encourage me now that you're leaving? And it kind of made me sad because I was like, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, what I was doing, you know, even though it seemed so small to me, you know, maybe it really helped a lot of people and, and not just him. And so when he said that, you know, the only thing I could really think of to say was the fact that, you know, just continue praying, just continue studying and having faith and, you know, just kind of remember some of the things that I shared with you. And of course we will have, you know, our manager, she's going to still be here. She can help, you know, offer you that encouragement and uplift you and root for you, you know, or whatever, you know, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I know, but it's just not going to be the same without you because you, you know, you have this jolly personality, this bubbly, you know, personality, you know, that was another thing that kind of, you know, kept ease the, you know, the, the tenseness and the, uh, the nervousness and all of that good stuff. So, um, but, um, he was like, yeah. So he was like, um, do you mind if I, you know, take down your number? So, you know, um, I will only text you, um, you know, when I'm coming in to take a test just for you, you know, to pray for me, you know? And I was like, you know, are you sure, you know, you're a married man, you know, I, I, I don't do that, you know, or whatever. He was like, oh, no, it's cool. You know, my wife, you know, we have this mutual agreement or understanding that we can have, you know, friends of the opposite sex and it. And it's, you know, strictly like business. It's nothing personal. It's nothing, you know, that you're doing wrong or whatever. So when he said that, and you know, and I'm, you know, like I said, I know where I'm at with it. I know that, you know. Know, if he did text me, I was it's gonna simply be hey, good luck today on your, your exam. So anything you know other than that, you know, he was gonna get put on the block list, simple. And so I was like, okay, you know, whatever, like, you know, here's my number, you know, best of luck. But like I and I, you know, um, and I also told him, like, hey, you know, it's gonna it's gonna it's not gonna be, you know, anything like out of the way, out of the ordinary. You know, it's not gonna be no sneaking and cheating and all this stuff. I'm not that type of woman. Like, if it's just about your exam, we're gonna keep it about the exam. That's it. So he's like, you know, whatever, you know, he was like he understood, like, you know, it's nothing, you know, or whatever. And so, you know, like I said, you know, I went on about my life. I started my career job and, you know, like I said, he did text, you know, here and there, like, hey, you know, um, can you pray for me? I'm going in, you know, or whatever. And then I think um, even when he got the scores back and he will fail the exam, um, he will also text and let me know, like, hey, I failed the exam. You know, I'm on the verge of giving up. Can you pray for me? You know, because I really want this or whatever. So it was it started out, you know, just like that. And, you know, it wasn't a problem for me. So uh, I remember that was prior to me moving to Georgia. Things started to kind of, you know, crumble on my end. I never still reached out to him, you know, to talk. Because I know when most people, when they get placed into this vulnerable state, you know, they mind go to, you know, roam it around, you know, say they try to get in their ears and, you know, try to, you know, cause them to do things they know they shouldn't do or wouldn't do. So, you know... 
I didn't let him know, you know, that I was wrongfully terminated. I didn't let him know that I was living in my car. I didn't let him know any of that because, you know, I barely knew the guy and our, you know, friendship or, or whatever we had, it was just strictly like professional. So, um, like I said, you know, I just went through my season, you know, I did what I had to do. I I stayed in prayer, you know, I I did what I needed to do. And it was just randomly, um, he called me, mommy, he, he never really called. So when he called, I'm like, you know, what, what is this about? You know? So I answered and he was like, Hey, he was like, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while. You know, God just, just laid on my heart and, and just told me that you was in some type of trouble. And I'm like, in trouble? Like, what are you talking about? I'm not in trouble. He was like, no, Bree. He was like, I know, you know, you like this tough chick. And you, you know, you like to pretend that everything's okay when it's not. So be honest, you know, tell me what's going on. So at that moment, I'm like, okay, whatever. So I told him you know, what had happened and, you know, um, the state that I was in and, you know, uh, uh, whatever. So the first thing he said was, he was like, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, the fact that you still, you don't have this positive attitude is something that, you know, makes me really like, you know, value you even more that, you know, you like a legit woman of God, anybody else in a situation like that would go crazy, but you still holding on to your faith. And he was like, that kind of motivates me. And I'm like, you know, whatever, you know, thank you and, you know, all of that. But he was like, well, you know, um, if you need a hotel, you need me to put you in a hotel, then, you know, just let me know I'm here to help. And I'm like, I don't need you to put me in nothing. Like, you know, God got me. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sleeping in this car. I'm getting some of the best sleep I've gotten in years. Uh, like, I'm I'm happy. I'm, I'm content. God is going to make a way. He's going to provide. Like, I'm not doing that. Uh-uh, no. And so I didn't. So he was like, you know, um, if you change your mind, just call me and let me know, you know, whatever. So I never called him, you know, weeks uh, went by or whatever. And that's when I I started staying with my my grandfather and um, he reached out to me again. And he was just checking on me at that point or whatever. And, um, you know, I, I told him that, you know, that God is placing on my heart to move out of state. Where out of state, I have no idea right now, but um, he's just really been dealing with me that it's time to move. It's time, you know, for something new. And so, you know, and I was telling him that and he was just kind of like, you know, in agreement with me and was like, hey, you know, maybe, you know, that'll be a start of something new. You know, maybe that's where God wanted you all along or whatever, you know. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I kind of agree, you know, or whatnot. But, you know, um, like I shared in my previous episode, you know, I was letting fear, you know, somewhat get in my way. So, you know, he would constantly call me, I think, every day after that. It's like, hey, you know, you know, where's the where's the breed that I always know? You operating in fear, you know, where's the breed that had strong faith and, you know, this and that. And at that point, I was annoyed because I'm like, he was telling the truth, but at that time, I didn't want to hear it. And then I also, you know, had in the back of my mind, like, why are you calling me every day? And you have a whole wife. So that you know, didn't really sit well with me, you know, also. So, um, I just really didn't want to hear from the guy. And so, like I said, um, fast forwarding, you know, I moved to Georgia, you know, I started living with, um, 
with this girl, you know, or whatever. So he reached out to me again and I told him like, hey, you know, I finally decided to take that leap of faith. I'm out here, you know, in Georgia, um, you know, with, with, with a friend and, you know, everything is great so far. So, um, so yeah, um, so he was like, you know, that's when he started opening up to me, um, a little bit more and was letting me know that, you know, his marriage was on the rocks and, you know, he and his wife, they wasn't really seeing eye to eye and, you know, m- more than likely a divorce is about to happen. And so y'all, I don't like, <laughs> you know, divorce. God doesn't like divorce. I mean, it depends on the, the situation and all of that good stuff. So when he said that it kind of like made me sad, you know? So I tried again to help and offer encouragement and was like, hey, well, you know, just try harder, you know, work it out. Like, you know, sit down and go and talk to one another, you know, respect one another, you know, operate, you know, with the fruit of the spirit, go to counseling, like do whatever it takes and just fight for your marriage, you know, or whatever. So. I mean, to me, it seemed like he wasn't really trying to hear that because every time I would say stuff like that, you know, he would uh, piggyback behind me and say things like, oh, we already tried that and it's just not working and, you know, I'm just about tired of it. And then keep in mind, y'all, this man had five kids. I'm like, look, like, you... You, you, you need to try to work on this. You have a whole family, man. Like, yeah, your kids are watching, you know, it's come on, like try to make it work, please. You know? So, like I said, he started opening up a little bit more. He started going in great detail about some of the issues that we're having. And, you know, and I never said anything negative. I never said anything bad. I would constantly, you know, remind him, like, just pray. This is just Satan trying to interfere with y'all marriage. Like, God put y'all together. Just remind yourselves why God placed y'all together in the first place and try to keep this thing going. You know, so I, he, like I said, it just seemed like he wasn't, that wasn't the things that, uh, that uh, he wanted to hear. So it started, you know, getting on my nerves a little bit. I'm like, I'm trying to help you. You're not listening. You know, and then plus he was a little older than me too. Well, much older than me. I think like 15 years older than me. But um, yeah, so I guess he was looking at, okay, who's this young girl who never been married? You know, who is she to be telling me what to do or, you know, whatever. But like I said, I was just trying to help. So, um, you know, so um, he... Um, so yeah, let's, let's, cause I know this story is kind of long and I, I don't want this episode to be too long. So yeah, you know, we, we, we talked, you know, we started to talk every single day in my eye again, I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to encourage you, you know, or whatever he said, you know, he have peace in his life. When he talks to me, he told me that his, that his wife knew about me, you know, and all that good stuff. So, you know, I'm thinking everything is good. You know, I'm just considering our relationship. It's nothing more than a friendship, you know? So that's what I'm looking at it as. So, um, uh, I remember um, he, he came to Georgia. Um, he said he was visiting some family members or whatever. So he came to Georgia. You know, he wanted to uh, meet up with me and we met up or whatever uh, for brunch. And, you know, he discussed more in detail about, you know, what was, what was happening, you know, in his marriage. And God was just, like, convicting me at that table, y'all. Like, God just kept telling me, like, Bree, you know, it's something more. Um, th- This man likes you, you know, or whatever. Like, it's just, it, I mean, him just being there, you know, and he's telling me that he's there for a family member. But 
I don't, I didn't, you know, agree with it. I, it didn't seem that way. It seemed like he just came out there for me, you know. And like I said, I just, like, God was just convicting me left and right. And I'm like, God, like, we're just friends. You know, I'm telling God at that point, you, at that moment or wherever. So, you know, I'm like, God, he's just friend. We're just friends. And, you know, it's nothing. And God just continued to tell me, like, Bree, no, you being naive. This man likes you, you know, or whatever. Like, you will see. You will see. So, you know, I'm still, you know, continuing our friendship and, you know, like I said, you know, it it stopped being about his wife and it started being about me. And he started, you know, saying things like you, you will uh, make a wonderful wife. Some guy out there would be lucky to have you. And, um, I would, uh, I wish, uh, I wasn't married cause I would try to get with you. He he started saying things like that. And it was like, it was taking me for, throwing me for a loop. I'm like, wait, wait, what? You know, and I'm like, uh, uh, I think this man father for me. I'm like, okay, God, you, you're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? So at that point, I'm like, okay, what do I do? Because I, I enjoy talking to the guy, you know? Um, so I was like, you know, what, what do I need to do? And God was like, cut him off. I'm like, cut him off. Like completely. It's like, yes, to cut him off completely. So y'all, you know, I'm being me. And, and, and trying to do things my way, I did not want to cut him off. I wanted to cut the conversation down and have us talk maybe once a week or maybe twice a week. So I, I, I did it that way. Still, like I said, trying to, you know, be naive and do things the way I wanted to do it. And, you know, like I said, it's just none of the things that, I, you know, I was doing was helping the situation. But I, I, I felt like I couldn't stop talking to him. And see, that's where that emotional soul type thing came from. Because, like I said, truth be told, like, I, I didn't want to stop talking to the man. Because that friendship, I really enjoyed it so much. I never, you know, befriended a guy that I had so much to talk about. We, you know, we had so much in common. The conversation always, you know, will flow. And, you know, I didn't have to make up things to talk about and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, I kind of sensed that he liked in me, but I felt like if I can just keep my guard up and not like come back, everything would be okay. But it wasn't, it really wasn't. And so, um, you know, I remember, um, like I said, God was just, like I said, still pressing on my heart, like to just stop talking to the guy, you know, or whatever. Like, you know, I know you're in a hard season right now. You don't have many people to really, you know, talk to, but you have your cousin and you have your best friend in the brass. So you do have some people to talk about and talk to and vent to. You don't need him, you know, or whatever. And so, um, I remember, um, um, the night, I would say a couple of nights before I officially cut him off. I woke up out of my sleep gasping for air. And it scared the crap out of me, y'all. Um, and it went, it was like, okay, I was laying down, I was sleeping in a deep sleep, you know, and all of a sudden, like two or three o'clock in the morning, I woke up like out of my sleep gasping for air and I screamed his name. 
Y'all, that was the first time something like that ever happened to me. And I was so scared. I'm like, Lord, what are you trying to say? Is this man dead? Or what is this? Like, I was so freaking puzzled. Like, I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was going crazy. I thought that I was dreaming. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Now, keep in mind, I hadn't talked to the guy in like three or four days. So, I'm like, what is going on? And so... After that, you know, happened to me, I was so scared to even reach out to him because I didn't know what that was about. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to reach out to him. If he want to talk or whatever, um, he can reach out to me. So I, I would say maybe two or three days later, he called me. And when I answered, you know, he he seemed so excited, you know, to hear my voice. He was like, Brie, oh my God, I'm so happy to hear from you. Um, I, I, I miss you. Like I, you, I, you can't believe you won't believe what happened to me. And he was just like freaking out, like talking so fast. And, you know, I'm like, wait, wait, calm down. What's going on? And he told me that he went to jail. And my heart dropped. I'm like, went to jail? Like, are you a criminal now? Like, what you go to jail for? And he basically told me that he was at home with his wife. And he was sitting down at um, the computer desk. And he had his phone. And he had my name, like, on the, he was on the contacts in his phone. And he had my name pulled up because he wanted to call me. But he, he, he felt like he was bothering me. And so while he had my name on his phone, pulled up on his phone, his wife happened to walk by, see my name on his phone, and she started freaking out. You know, beating him aside, upside his head and, you know, just screaming at him, like, you know, doing a lot of stuff. And so when he said that, you know, the first thing I thought about, you told me that your wife knew about me. And so now she's fighting you and you and you getting arrested because she obviously don't know about me. And she's probably thinking something that's clearly not going on. So that really like had me like extremely angry just thinking of that, that the fact that he lied, you know, or uh, whatever. So, um... So he told me, yeah, he went on and, t- and, and continued the story. He was like, yeah, you know, she, she went, she started punching me in my face and she started doing this, that, and the other. And when I tried to grab her to stop her from hitting me, she fell and, and she hurt her ankle or something. And she called the police because she felt as though he tried to push her down. And y'all know in Mississippi, when, um, situations like that occur, um, the, the officers, they will come and they will arrest both individuals. They're not coming to pick up one. They, they're coming to pick up both. And so that was the thing that happened. And the reason why, you know, he stayed in jail, you know, over the weekend because it was a holiday weekend. So he said that he was so angry while he was in jail, thinking about the situation, what happened. He was also thinking about how the policemen, you know, talked to him and you know and and things like that and he said he was so angry and the only thing that can keep him calm was thinking about me and that really even that made me more angry because I'm like why you just come think about God and you know why you thinking about me like you like why you know or whatever so and he's and so um I, I went head on and I told him that you know what happened to me that I you know woke up out of my sleep startled and gasping for air and and, and screaming his name and he was like he was like well I'm not shocked 
I'm like, well, why aren't you shocked? I'm shocked. Like, you like you crazy? You 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 put some voodoo on me? Like, what what you do to me? And he was like, I didn't do nothing. He was like, our souls are, you know, connected. He was like, all I did was just pray uh, that God will, you know, allow me to to hear your voice and feel your spirit so I can remain calm while I'm sitting in this jail. And I'm like, dude, like, you crazy. Like, don't be praying to God, you know, to, to give you this this sense of peace and calmness and, you know, contentment. You need to be praying to God. Don't pray to God for me. Pray for yourself. And so I was just so, like, all over the place. I was so, like, angry. I was so frustrated. I didn't know what to do. I was just, And I just, I was like, look, I was like, I'm going to have to call you back. Like, he was like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just going to have to talk to you later, whenever, like, whatever. So I just hung up quickly. And, y'all, I fell to my knees. I'm like, God, like, help me. Like, obviously, our souls are connected emotionally. I need to break free from this. I need to I need to remove myself out of this man, memory out of his life. Like I need to be set free from this man cuz this is crazy. This is scary. I'm like, God, you told me what this was. I didn't listen. Like help me. Like it I was like crying out to God, like literally shaking. I called my cousin you know, I started telling people, you know, what was happening, you know, because I was like, I was literally like having like a whole panic anxiety attack. Like I was freaking out. I was getting hot. I was, I couldn't hardly breathe. Like I couldn't believe that I allowed this to happen to me, you know, or whatever. And I remember, um, you know, praying and everything, you know, fasting away from him and fasting in general. And, you know, God was like, Bree, it's time. Like, just, it's time. Like, you, you've had enough. Like, it's time. And so I went to church um, that Sunday because I, I, I told um, myself that I would, you know, tell him that I, I won't, I want to cut off all communication with him, everything. And um, I, t- I told myself that I was going to tell him on Sunday at the church. So I went to church, had amazing service, and I came home. I ate lunch. I watched a movie. I was just really trying to find words to really say and try to explain it. Then I found myself really overthinking it. And it's just like God was like, just do it. Like, you don't have to make it sound perfect. If he understands it, it's fine. If he doesn't, it's fine. Do what you have to do. Cause this is getting too dangerous. And so, um, I, I, I stopped overthinking and, you know, I just pick up the phone and I called him and, you know, again, he was all excited to hear me and, you know, and stuff like that. And I didn't even really let him speak. I'm like, Hey, I was like, I called you because I need to talk. I, I just want you to listen. And I I just told him, you know, what was going on, that I didn't want to communicate with him. I told him that he needs to focus on God. I told him that he needs to focus on, you know, um, his marriage and, you know, trying to, you know, allow God to restore his marriage. And, you know, I, I, I told him I felt like I was really a distraction in his life. And I don't want to distract nobody. And I don't want nobody distracting me from my purpose and the place that God has me. So, you know, I, I, I told him that and he was like, you know, are you done? And I'm like, yeah, I don't have nothing else to say. And, 
And he was like, well, I do. And I'm like, okay, well, you can say whatever you want to say. If you get disrespectful in any way, I will hang up and put you on a block list. So he was like, no, I'm not going to disrespect you. At the end of the day, I, I, I value you. I respect you. You know, I just want the best for you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Get to the point. And so um, he just told me that he wanted to, to be honest with me. He said it's something that he, he's he been wanting to tell me, but he didn't know how. So he was like, well, since you cutting me off, then what other better time to say it than now? And so I was like, okay, whatever, go ahead and, and, and share your heart out, whatever. So he just basically told me, he just started off by saying, you know, Bree, I love you. I'm like, wait, what? You love me? No, you don't. Like, this is not love. Like, no. So he was like, no, no, let me finish. He was like, you know, I, I do love you. And, you know, I, I didn't know how to tell you that because I never fell in love with somebody I never had sex with. And I'm like, okay, it happens. That's why God, you know, tells us to, you know, to remain and keep ourselves pure. You know, we don't have to give our, our bodies away, you know, for people to fall in love with us. It don't have to, you know, be that way, even though culture and society and, you know, the world do things differently. But, you know, you can fall in love with someone without, you know, actually, you know, having sex with them. So when he told me that, I'm like, OK, yeah, next. And he was like, you know, so can I can I ask you something? And I was like, sure. It's like. Do you not feel the same? I'm like, this is not about feelings. This is about me staying in the will of God. So if that means cutting you off, I got to do it. So I told him, like, I wish you the best, you know, your marriage, your family, your career. Like, I just can't do this. So I hung up, put him on a block list, blocked him up off my social media um, accounts. And, you know, I haven't spoke with him since. And I've been so happy. I've been so content. But that was my experience, my first experience ever with uh, with an emotional soul tie. And that experience, like, led me to really just guard my heart. That's why, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, to guard, guard our hearts, you know, and not just, you know, you know, in the area, of, you know, of sex and everything, that's just emotionally, you know, in everything, like, you know, being naive and, you know, believing that, you know, that, that the person that you're communicating with have your best interests and they're really living, you know, for God, like, you know, some people aren't really on the same spiritual level as you are, and they can really be coming into your life as a distraction, you know, and yeah, and yeah, I forgot to share with you too you know I remember too before you know God told me to cut him off completely he also um said something I don't think he knew I um heard him or not but you know he also said something too that just made me know for sure like this is not God sent this is Satan you know operating and you know whatever way he 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 does best because I was I was telling him about you know um you know, some guys at church or whatever being super friendly uh, with me, you know, or whatever. So every time I would talk about other guys, like, you know, he will always like, you know, interrupt my conversation or, you know, and get off the subject. Or sometimes he would even like get off the phone. 
And um, and I asked him one day, I was like, why do you do that? Are you jealous? And he was like, maybe. He was like, I don't, I just don't want to hear you talking about other guys. And I was like, why? And he was like, because, you know, um, I want your, your focus to be on me. And he said it real low. And I don't think he knew that I, like I said, I heard him, but I did. And so that was another thing that just made me super anxious to go ahead and just do, you know, just cut him off completely because I'm like, this dude is, the reason why he can't focus on the Lord, the reason why he can't focus on his wife and his marriage, because he's really, you know, he's being led by Satan, you know, and he's coming into my life to distract me from what I'm doing, from, you know, living pure and, you know, fulfilling purpose and, you know, doing the things of God, you know. And, you know, when I finally came to that realization, like it just made me even more anxious and eager to really just cut him off because I don't need people like that in my life around me, friendship, relationship, whatever, you know. And but yeah, like soul ties um, are real. Ladies and gentlemen, um, sexual and intimate soul ties um, um, is just as serious as um, emotional soul ties. So, like I said, just continue to guard your hearts and continue to pray and, you know, ask God for discernment. You know, when people come into your life, you know, they can appear to have some of the best intentions, but you still have to guard your heart and you still have to take everybody who comes into your life to God. You really have to take them like, God, you know, who is this person? Reveal this person to me. Show me some things that, you know, I can't see with my natural eye. Show me their spirit. Show me their character, you know. And so um, ever since that, you know, that experience, like I've been, you know, you know, extra cautious about, you know, who I let into my space and who I entertain, you know, because I know, you know, my personality, you know, it is to always help people, but everybody you just can't help, you know, or whatever. Some people just don't want to be helped, you know, they come in your life to, you know, stir you off course and we can't allow that to happen, Christians. So, you know, I hope that this episode, you know, give you some insight. I hope that this episode encourages you. Um, in closing, I would like to share with you a scripture, one of my favorite scriptures. And I know I've been saying this phrase, you know, probably like five or six times during this episode, but it is so true. And it comes from Proverbs chapter four, verse 23. And it reads above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So I pray that this episode encourages you. Um, I can't wait to, um, to hop back on here again, to give you another word, um, to share with you from God. And I pray that you have a blessed week, um, a blessed weekend. You stay safe during this pandemic. And until next time, bye.